Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey friends, welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. It's me, Damian Mason, coming to you on audio as well as video. That's right. We now have a playlist on the Damian Mason YouTube channel uh, for the Do Business Better podcast. So if you want to check out the video as well as the audio, you've got both options. Today, got a topic that you absolutely are going to be able to apply to your life and business. Uh, whether you run a company of a thousand people, work for yourself, or even if you have a normal job, it's a topic that is evergreen, if you will, and it's because it's on the issue of time. Uh, if you've kept up with my stuff, you know that I have lots of different uh, uh, strategies on time because for a long, long time, I have been in the business of selling my time. You know, I get on an airplane, I fly to uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or uh, Orlando, Florida, or wherever this place may be, and I apply my talent on a stage uh, delivering my knowledge and commentary along with humor on subjects that make the, uh, the audience think, uh, improves their business, but also makes the meeting a success. So essentially, I am in the business as a service provider of providing um, my service and a certain amount of time. Uh, also, I run my own business, and I have for 25 years. Uh, I've got my farm. I've got uh, different investments in property from time to time. I also then have my speaking and writing business. So I'm like you, a small business person. When you are, and even if you are not, you have constant demands on your time, and it gets to where it can be a real challenge. You know the drill. I know the drill. We all deal with it. And I'm not talking about, oh, I'm just so busy. Uh, Muffy had a soccer game, and after that I had to go to uh, the blah, blah, blah. You hear these people. I have, I have to go to yoga, and then after that I have to attend this. and like You made half this shit up, okay? Stop carrying on about how your life is terrible because of all the commitments you've put upon yourself. I'm not talking about that. You know, everybody and their sister's too busy. I make this point all the time. I point it out in my, in my book, Do Business Better, which, by the way, uh, it's your only mention you're going to get. I'm not going to overdo it here. Uh, you didn't tune in for an infomercial, but uh, if you're if you're looking, I still love this book, and uh, I've got some really good accolades. Just had a person share a column uh, here this last two weeks. Uh, I've gotten two people that have referenced it in columns they've written. Uh, this one was talking about the danger of surrounding yourself with yes men, and I've got some more comments commentary coming on that. But I do digress. Let's talk about your time. Everybody and their sister could say, I'm too busy. Oh, I've got too much going on. Oh my gosh, my job, my work, my life, my schedule, and not to mention the fear of this coronavirus. Oh my God, I have to go and buy, uh, I have to go and buy boxes of uh, 48 roll uh, of Charmin because got to stock up on toilet paper for crying out loud. Okay. By the time you're listening to this, I sincerely believe that this coronavirus uh, fear will have come and gone. Uh, it's gripping the country as I record this podcast to you, but I can tell you that uh, I know the American attention span pretty well, having been a former political comedian, and it is my belief that the coronavirus will be not even mentioned in the news by May 1st, 2020. So you can go ahead and check me on this, uh, and I certainly hope you don't get it or none of your loved ones die from it. I, I mean, I, I don't want to under, you know, underestimate the you know, viruses that can kill people, but there's a lot of viruses that kill people. And this is just the flavor du jour of the American media cycle, global media cycle. 
back to your time. How do you manage your time? I'm going to tell you my method. Rocky. No, it has nothing to do with the movie. It has nothing to do with boxing. It's about managing your time with an acronym, Rocky. I know acronyms can be cliche. I know they can be cheesy, corny, whatever word you want to use. I apologize. I'm not big on acronyms. Uh, there are some people that do what I do, and they've got an acronym for everything. It's the GIFA, it's the VIFA, and it's a, it's Tom, and it's Bill, and I'm, all these names. of No, I'm not doing that, but Rocky works. Very simply, the Rocky method of time prioritization. Because the question I get pretty damn regularly is, Damien, what do I do first? You've been out here working for yourself for 25 years. What do you do first? How do you know where to apply your energy first and foremost? So it is an issue that nags at a lot of us. And you're like, okay, I can do a lot of stuff. That's the thing about when you run your own business, especially. You could work every day. There's something you could do that probably makes sense. You clean the shop, fix the truck, uh, get your software updated, uh, rearrange the office, um, redo the files, call clients, work on your marketing materials, improve your product, uh, train your employees, seek out new skills, uh, go to a seminar. I mean, it goes on and on and on. You could work every second of every day. You could, but you can't. So what do you do when you need to be focused and also you need to get the biggest bang for the buck when it comes to your time? All right, so I'm going to tell you about what my method is. It's the Rocky method. And again, I apologize for it being an acronym. Rocky stands for revenue, outreach, creation, knowledge, and you. Revenue, outreach, creative time, knowledge, and you. All right, let's go through that and start with revenue. Because these are in order, okay? That's why I'm giving these to you. This is the order. And I don't do a lot of things right. There are a few things I get wrong in my business, but you know what I do with my business? I do a pretty darn good job of focusing on job number one, and job number one for me for 25 years has been revenue. Now, I'm talking about the, the your feet hit the ground in the morning and you've got things to do, but the overriding theme of every day is how to make money. If you do not have income, you do not have a business. Okay? Let's be real clear about that. Yeah, I know you can get overwhelmed and, and we all do. And then you can get sort of sidetracked, shiny object, uh, shiny object problem, you know, oh my gosh, there's a squirrel. I know that. And every day somebody's trying to sell you on some new thing. And then you got the hucksters and the motivational bozos over on LinkedIn trying to tell you there's tricks. There's tricks to success and there's tricks to that. Just like there's tricks to losing weight. No, here's how you lose weight. You eat less and you exercise more. Okay, less calories in, calories out. It's very simple. What about business? There's no tricks to success, but there are tips that I can give you on utilization of time and prioritization of time. Revenue is job number one. Without revenue, you don't have a business. Without income, there is no business. And more importantly, there's no tomorrow. Yes, you will have ups and downs with your revenue. There will be peaks and valleys, troughs and, and uh, you know, waves and all that kind of thing. That's to be expected. What you've got to bear in mind is 
Without revenue, there's no business. There's no way to invest in for the future. There's no way to save for your own, uh, you know, your own personal retirement. There's no way to hire more employees. There's no expansion of the uh, office or of the capital equipment required to make your business bigger and better. Without revenue, you can't even go and get a loan. Do you ever try to go and get a loan with nothing to back it up? You know, it's called collateral or it's called a cash flow statement or an income statement that, that will then give the bank or lender a reason to give you money to expand. It's because of your revenue. So without revenue, you have no business. And you're saying, okay, Damien, you keep telling me that's job number one, but you know, what do you mean? Okay, I'm supposed to just raise my revenue? I can't. No, what I'm telling you is prioritization of your time. The first and foremost job that you have is to take care of those who pay you, okay? So if Damian Mason has a hundred things that he could do every day, and he does, the one thing that I make sure comes first is serving my clients. I get some things wrong. We all do. But the one thing I've never lost sight of is I work for other people's money. So do you. Every one of us works for other people's money. The great Earl Nightingale said, Every dollar you're going to earn the rest of your life is somebody else's dollar or something like that. I might be paraphrasing, but you get the gist. Every dollar you're going to come into between now and the day you die is someone else's dollar right now. So as such, serve those clients, take care of those customers. Job number one is to not only only secure the revenue and to grow revenue if you can, but first off, do the work you're being paid to do. You, You go around taking someone's money and then don't do the work, they're done. They don't come back. You've all you've been there as a customer, right? You paid somebody, you gave them the, what they wanted, and then they didn't perform. You didn't stick around, did you? You didn't come back year after year for that kind of treatment. Take care of those who pay you. Take care of them well. That also means you do the work, and of course, you'll get some more follow-up from that. You'll get some more spin-off from that. Great. You'll get some testimonials, some referrals, all those things. But it First and foremost, you do the work you're being paid to, and you'll never go wrong if you just at least are doing that. Cash flow, positive cash flow, can fix some other problems you might have. Again, you may not be the world's greatest uh, bookkeeper. Uh, You may not be the world's greatest administrative person. But if your cash flow is always good because you're doing the work your customers pay for, you probably have a business. Revenue, job number one. I'm talking a lot about it because it's that important. Number two... When it comes to prioritization of your time, what's the second most important thing you do? The second place you spend your time and energy? Outreach. Outreach. This is the sum total of all of your marketing, advertising, and selling effort. Outreach. To have, you don't have a business if you don't have revenue? Guess what? You don't have revenue if you don't have customers or clients. It comes from them. Again, every dollar you're going to make is someone else's dollar. How do you get to those people? Outreach. Marketing, selling, advertising. And remember, marketing by my definition, is telling the world what you do, where you are, who you are. Advertising is telling a specific segment of that world what you are, what you can do for them, and that you'd like to do their business. You'd like their business. Selling is getting a hold of those people individually and saying, now, can we do business? Can I do a contract? Can I shake your hand and start doing business with you? All of that, in sum total, is your outreach. It's the second most important thing because after taking care of the current clientele you have that have paid you, you've got to make more clients come in the door. You've got to make sure that you have a constant pipeline of clientele. And you say, oh, well, I've already got all the clients I need. Do you really? 
What if your outreach made it so you could charge more per client and you could shake the bottom 10 or 20% of the clients you have right now, the ones that cost you a lot of money, cause you a pain in the ass, they complain a lot, they're never happy, you have to send your service technicians out there multiple times to get it right, then they're slow to pay, you understand what I'm saying? Outreach gives you the chance to upgrade your client base. Outreach your marketing effort gives you the chance to improve your business, to put it on a higher plateau. Now, all of a sudden, you look like you're the big leagues. You're not down here competing with the people that have you know, a fleet of trucks that looks like it just competed in a demolition derby. You're not out here competing with people that are just whoring out on price. You look legit. You do that through your outreach. More importantly, the customers that you have right now are going to die they're going to go away. They're going to get promoted. They will change jobs. They might change jobs and then not be in a position they can hire you. Your current client base, I have this happening right now. The people that are 15 years older than me that have done business with me for the last six or eight years, some of them are retiring. They can't do business with me because they're no longer in a position to do so. Your current clients retire. They move on. They get promoted. They get fired or they die you've got to keep the outreach going. Outreach allows your business to be here tomorrow and the next day because you have a pipeline of new business. Second biggest and most important thing you will do is the combined total of your marketing, advertising, and selling. Third priority for your time, creative. That's the C in Rocky. We've done revenue, we've done outreach, now it's creative. I'm in a creative business. I write books. I shoot videos. I record podcasts. I get on a stage and deliver an hour to an hour and a half of creative content that is commentary with intelligence, with research, with comedy. You're saying, Damien, yeah, you're in a creative, you're in a creative business. Yeah, I used to be in comedy. Yeah, I know I create stuff. So do you. All of us are in a creative endeavor. You create products. You create services. You create that which your customer buys. Even if you just own a dry cleaner, you're saying, I'm not really creative. Yes, you are. You create how that package comes back to the customer. You create that customer experience. You create what the front of your store looks like when the customer comes in. We all are in a creative capacity. It's a matter of how much you think it matters that's going to differentiate you from your competition. You want to be a commodity dry cleaners? Open up in an industrial space. Don't have anything hanging on the wall. Make it look like a kind of place where you could just go on and drop off a coverall uniform, right? Why the hell would you do that? You create distinction, as my friend Scott McCain talks about, to the benefit of your business. Well, guess what? Guess what? If you create your business in your own likeness, and you create your business that makes the customer feel something, that they want to do business with you. They could go anywhere, but they want to do business with you because of the feeling that you create for them. That's creative. So how do you become more creative? And I, I talk about this, you know, a lot. Some of my creative friends, I've got comedian friends, I've got, you know, book author friends, I've got entrepreneurial design people friends. We all are not going to be as creative as the next. I mean, probably some of us are more creative than others, right? And I'm so I'm certainly not uh, out here with uh, you know these brilliant musicians that create works of art. I get that, but I've created a lot of stuff to to keep my business viable in 25 years, and I've got two tricks that you can use. They're not tricks; they're tips. Remember, there's no tricks, just like there's no try. Two tips. First off, be an observer of everything. Observe everything. 
Look at your fellow humans. What do they do? Where do they spend their time? What's different about them today than maybe a year ago? What's happening in the marketplace that you see a correlation and can connect a dot between a current trend in a marketplace and your business? That's being an observer. Observe what the marketplace is doing. Don't just look at the competition. It's what commodity mindset people do. Hey, you see what they're doing? See what they're doing? See what they're doing? Hey, see what they're doing? I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it, okay? The guy down the road that does what you do is doing this now, and you're going to go and copy them. Great. You're a commodity mindset person. You will never be creative. You're not going to probably, you're not going to go great guns because you're just, you're just trying to follow the leader. But if you observe other companies in other industries, and you can adopt some of the methodology that they have to your business, now you've observed something, took ideas from the marketplace, incorporated them to you. Henry Ford is credited for creating... The assembly line. I wasn't alive. I keep up with a lot of history. I wasn't alive during the days of Henry Ford, but I can tell you this. Allegedly, he did not create the assembly line, nor did he even steal it from another automobile manufacturer. It is said that he went to a meatpacking plant and watched how the cows came in at one end, steers as they probably were, uh, and were killed. And then by the end, they were in packages of meat going out the other end of the facility. Be observer of everything. Number two, you want to create better. You want to be more creative. Allow yourself time to think. When I sit on airplanes, I don't talk. I read. I work on my computer. I look out the window. I think. When I'm in hotel rooms, a lot of times, I don't have the TV on. I almost never, ever have the TV on in a hotel room until I'm finally ready just to veg out and watch TV. These people that have to have a TV on say, oh, I just want the noise in the background. You know what noise in the background is? Distraction. You're numbing your mind with noise. You want to be more creative? Turn the shit off. Drive in a car without having the radio on. That's what I do. Not all the time, but I want to think. Thinking leads to creativity. And some of the best creative moments I have when I'm hiking this mountain preserve right out here by my house in Arizona with my dogs or walking around through the farm property I have in Indiana and going through my woods and walking through the fields, that's when I'm creative. Give yourself time to think if you want to be more creative. Give yourself quiet time. Give yourself reflection time. Give yourself big picture time. Read, think, walk, whatever it takes. That's how you become more creative. Third biggest priority of your time, creative time. Revenue, outreach, creative. K, knowledge. Speaking of thinking, you've got to continue to add to your knowledge base. Get smarter. I'm not being mean. I'm not saying you're not smart already. You're probably very smart. You're listening to this podcast. You obviously care about your business. You want to do better. Keep adding to your knowledge base. You know, sadly, most people do not read a book after they leave high school. Some didn't even read books then. If you've never read a book since high school, how do you expect to get smarter? Read a business book. Read a book about your industry. Read a book about somebody like Henry Ford. You know, I always get inspired when I read uh, biographies about people because I'm like, what made this guy tick? What made this woman so successful? Read. Take classes. Attend seminars. Go to trade events and sit in on the sessions and learn. Add to your knowledge base. If the world keeps changing, a big priority of your time is to change with it. You do that by staying ahead of the curve, by being, by being more knowledgeable. Every day I'm so excited. I look, up, I look up on average one word per day on dictionary.com. I'm 50 years old. I don't think I have a poor vocabulary. But I still hear or read or see something, and I'm like, I want to make sure I'm using that word correctly. 
I want to make sure I know what that word is. I'm still adding to my knowledge. I read, I keep up, you should do the same thing. I look at stuff that sometimes I think, why would I need this? Doesn't matter, it's very, very good to keep adding to your, uh, to your knowledge base. Uh, closing thought on that, longevity is achieved by business people who enhance their experience through constant learning. Isn't it funny, we all know people, well I've been doing this for 20 years. Okay, well, you've been doing it shitty for 20 years also. You've been doing it average to below average for 20 years. Just because you've been doing something, for a very long time doesn't mean you're doing it well. Yeah, it probably means that you at least have, have made enough to stay there, but it doesn't mean that you're ringing the bell. Longevity is staying in business for a long time and every year trying to do it better. Hey, what do you know? Do business better. Okay, lastly is you. In my book, Do Business Better, and in life, I tell everybody, none of this matters if you are a disaster. Fifth biggest priority of your time, the fifth allocation of your precious minutes is to you, to making you better. What are you doing? Self-improvement. Exercise is important. Uh, Hanging around with the right people. You know, I talk a great length about that in all of my programs, that you've got to shake these toxic people and get them the heck out of your life. Uh, That person that you haven't really had anything in common with since 8th grade still comes to your door, bangs on the door, you let her in, let him in. It's toxic, it's disastrous, it's negative, it's just like a lowest common denominator experience and you still do it because you feel obligated. You can't be your best person if you're still letting drama, if you're letting people from your background that weigh you down come around. Self-improvement, again, Go for a walk. Join a club. Make yourself better. Make yourself emotionally and mentally healthier every day. That is an important application of your time. A portion time to you. Now, I'm not talking about these, you know, eating avocado toast to hear all the cracks about the millennials. And by the way, I think the millennial generation is just fine. But how they eat avocado toast and they're all about self-care. Yeah, you know what? There is a real case to be made for self-care. I just don't get so you're so coddling yourself that you're like, oh, I can't work this month because I just need to give myself self some time. Well, after a while, you've probably had enough time. But there is a real good case to be made for self-care. You are the most important part of moving you incorporated forward. So you incorporated, you is the first word. Apportion time to self-improvement every day. All right. And like I said, relationships matter a lot when it comes to that. And then how you spend your time. How you spend your time was the focus of today's podcast. Rocky method. Again, I know it's not the it's not the movie. It's not Adrian. It's not it's not Sylvester Sloan. It's revenue. Most important priority of your time. After that is outreach, keeping clients coming in the door. Outreach is the marketing, advertising, and selling. Revenue generation is the most important part of your business because you don't have a business without it. Outreach is marketing, selling, and advertising all put together, bringing in new clients. Creative. Every day you create something. You create a customer experience. You create what your product and service looks like. Add time in your day to improve your creativity. Knowledge. An important utilization of time is always making yourself smarter, staying current, staying ahead of the curve. Rather than being reactive, being proactive. Hey, I observed this. I thought about that. I observed everything like you told me to, Damien. And now I need to probably brush up on my knowledge so I know how to do this. And then, of course, you. 
Without you, there is no you incorporated. That's how I prioritize my time. I recommend you adopt the Rocky method. I think it'll do you some good. Uh, I really appreciate you joining me here. Until next time, it's the Do Business Better podcast. Catch me on YouTube. That's right. It's now on YouTube. We're putting the videos of these podcasts up on YouTube. There's a playlist called the Do Business Better podcast playlist. And, of course, you can always catch me right here on the audio version. Until next time, thanks for joining me. It's the Do Business Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damien on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you. Thank you.